Hello and welcome to Sheffield Hopcast. Um, it's now nearly halfway through the year, I think. It's what is it? It's near the end of end of April. Nearly into this. This is April's episode, though, isn't it? Yeah. We, we snuck it in just, just, yeah. just. Um, I'm Adam. Uh, we're a bit limited today, but we still got James. Hello, James. Hello. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. It's it's quite nice being on this side of the desk and not it having just to. Not not being in charge. He just got his night off. Yeah, he just got his copy of uh, Beer Matters, and I feel like a proper old man sitting here reading about ooh, mm-hmm. new place that's open, new fangled pub that's open. Mm. Well, probably is that, that going to be the basis of our chat today? Then just what's in Beer Matters? Yes, yeah, that's going to be whenever anyone get anything to talk about. We'll, go, well I'll tell you <laughs> what's happened. I just happened to know that it's hot off the press as well. All, all that this, one, it's uh, all this. Yeah, everything's just been uh, dropped off, ready for distribution. So it's all the the hottest yeah. news. The Hotel on West Street reopened under oh, under the same management. I thought it was going to be under new management. Oh, under the same management as the Washington. I'm going to shut up and <laughs> let you get on with it. You've also heard that, that Laura's here as well. Hello, Hello. Laura. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Do you want to tell us where we are this week? Oh, yeah. Also, because you, you, I you, wonder you, if you, you, were, you were chief organiser. Yeah, it's been all hands on deck, hasn't it, this month? It was quite, it's quite weird, you saying, welcome to Sheffield Hopcast, yeah, I know, it's, it never I've, I've, I've done yeah. feck all, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are in the Dog and Partridge on Trippet Lane. Um, absolutely lovely pub. Uh, we just had a brief chat with Connor, um, who is the landlord here, who was explaining to us we're currently sat in the oldest snug in Sheffield, which is exciting. In, in the oldest pub in Sheffield, that yeah. was his claim. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure someone will probably try and argue with that who's listening to this. But, uh, but yeah, we're in we're in a lovely snug. It is very snug. I feel very cosy. Yeah, uh, nice dim lighting. Got it to ourselves. Uh, we've, got, we've got his name yeah, on the yeah, door. Yeah, uh, people have probably realised there's no Sean. We don't yeah, have Sean. We don't have Sean. Uh, which is very sad. We'll have a moment of silence because we have Sean, and now we'll move on. Um, but. Sean's very good, isn't he, at, at doing his little... Uh, and I don't know if people have picked up on the fact that I always kind of egg him into doing this. Sean's little kind of descriptive introduction that he does about where we are and he paints the picture <laughs> in a way that only Sean really can. So I wonder if any of us fancy taking on that mantle in Sean's absence of doing a Sean-style description of... Uh, Laura, you took a, a, yeah, yeah. a photo of one of the signs as you were coming in. That's the kind of thing that Sean would... So Sean would say, like... And um, when we came in, um, and uh, there was a sign next to the door, and uh, something like that. Sorry, now you're looking at me quite Aww. blankly. <laughs> I know what you mean, but yeah, I think it's it's difficult to imitate and replicate Sean's descriptions. He's like he's like his own a- 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 ASMR, isn't he? He's got yeah. that very like nice tone that you can. I think he would be very good at talking about a snug. I think he'd get across just quite how nice and cosy it actually is. I imagine Sean likes a snug. I bet he also likes a sauna. Seems like that kind of guy. (laughs) He'd like a sauna. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to do a quiz in this snug because I think it's big enough that you've got like the sort of you can get there's like four decent little corner tables. You put a copy off everyone though. Well, it's got that you know like, like a quiz. It's got that kind of hustle and bustle, but it's kind of everyone's a bit like secretive. You, you, know, like yeah. you, you, you lean over, so like, you're not going to copy off me. I'm very much a quiz cover upper. I bet not, nobody will be surprised to hear that. Um, but yeah, as we walked in, so uh, the Dog and Partridge is uh, an Irish pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have folk music nights. They have excellent guinness they have some other beers from ireland that 
don't really distribute over here, which we'll come on to yep. in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we came past a sign on the way in that says no sexist, no racist, no fascists, which... No heavy petting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no bombing. Yeah. No running outside the pool. In hindsight, it's a good job Sean's not here because he is like the most sexist, most <laughs> racist, fascist that I know. Loves bombing in the swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor, poor old Sean. Like, walk down the street, he'll just start <laughs> kicking some dogs because he fancies it. So it's just as well. Oh. Oh, no, yeah, we, we are, of course, plus, plus yeah. We miss you, Sean. He'll probably though. start mocking us that they purposely lost the football just to annoy me and James. So... That's just 10 seconds of football. Gone. Yeah. End of football time. is oh. oh. Go on, go on. You can no, I was just going to say on the Barnsley game, Yeah. I ended up uh, having a lovely catch up with Tom and Danny from Little Earth Project who spent a few days in Sheffield right. because Tom is an Ipswich fan. Oh, like my wife. So he travelled up wife. to come to the Barnsley match oh. and wisely decided to stay in Sheffield. Well, of course they're Ipswich fans because they're from nearby, aren't they? Yeah, so... so uh, I, I got married in that constituency. Oh, constituency, yes. is it? Yes. Sudbury, I think. And, yeah. and Edwin, Edwin Stowe, is that where it's Edward from? Edward Stone. Ed, Ed, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Didn't he have a number yeah. one in the 70s? Probably. No. Edwin... Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's Charles and Eddie. That's, no. And the only other thing <laughs> I can say that? about the football <laughs> is that um, I opened my bedroom window yesterday when the final whistle blew for Sheffield United because it was so loud and I was just enjoying oh. hearing all the happy people. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's that? that yesterday? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Do you have to be a bit neutral because we might not lose the Sheffield United fans? Nah, balls to it. <laughs> um, no, I'm very pleased for the city of Sheffield. That we're going to end up going to the pub and then going, oh, it's, it's a Thursday and now there's football fans in because Premier League can't play on normal days. Yeah, you can never predict. parking around my house is going to be fun. Yeah. You'll have fun parking around your house. Oh, it's well. already horrific. Yeah, I had to walk to Graves Park and then run home yesterday because I was like, I just can't be asked moving my car. It's the worst thing about living in Healy. <laughs> Let's keep it on football just before we just quickly, right? I'm just bring Sheffield United into it for any people who might be Sheffield, not Sheffield United fans, but might be going to see Sheffield United away for their team next year. Three pub pub crawl to Sheffield just to Bramall Lane. What's the best if you could go to three pubs from Sheffield Station to Bramall Lane? Oh, right. What would you oh, recommend? See, to a, I know to which a, ones I would fan. really recommend to an away fan, but also I don't want to because I want to go to those pubs. And I don't think we've, I don't think we've got that many listeners, Laura. I think <laughs> you're right. If I, I'm not sure that you could do this list without Sheffield Tap being on it. I think that's kind of like okay. a given. And yes. I don't really do Wednesday away trips anymore, but when I did, and you'd always start an away day in, in there, um, and then sometimes you'd get fans of other clubs who were passing through Sheffield on their way to like a game in the South. So you'd have like Newcastle and Sunderland fans. They'd stop at Sheffield Tap for a bit. So it's like, it is a, it's not a football pub, because it bans football shirts, to be fair. You're not allowed in with football <laughs> shirt. But you do get quite a lot of like decent football traffic in there. Like, you know, nice, nice football fans, I want to say. And I'm not being rude about other football fans. So I, I'd have to put Sheffield Tap on that list. I think beyond that, I want to say the Rutland, but I don't think that's a football pub. I'd, I'd, a football I'd, triple point. It's just, it's just I'd throw triple point into the mix. Well, I'd have gone industry. I'd go industry tap for, for the other one. And then... Beer Engine would probably be my three. But I've got a feeling Beer Engine might be home fans only on I'm, match days because it is a bit of a United mm. pub. So. Well, yeah, but you, I think a lot of away fans who are probably going to 
pubby pub pubs. I always find they're quite neutrally kind of people anyway. Yeah, generally. so on, on the on the DLs. Let's just, let's just pretend that, let's pretend that they're mine. allowed in wherever they are. I'd want. go Triple Point, mm-hmm. Jabberwocky, oh, Shifu. That's round, the, that's round the back, isn't it? That's, that's it does get really busy on match days, as does the bear, which is... But it, on a sunny day, especially because that has a nice little outside, te- the Teddy Terrace now. I think so. Oh, if it's, I think, uh, I think it's a good. Too. I think too, yeah. somebody who's maybe coming from out, outside Sheffield, and they took your advice, they might be a little bit more annoyed at the uh, taking around the houses. Well, I mean, if they don't want to walk, <laughs> then they shouldn't come to Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> I would personally avoid Sheffield Tap just because I would imagine that everyone just going to go there. Just you know, that's going to be busy, piled in. So I think That's I would go... It's a great go. building, though, isn't it? It's one of those pubs that you kind of like. If you come to Sheffield, you really should go to yeah. Sheffield Tap. You don't, don't even necessarily need to have a beer in there. You, no. just, you just should do. Yeah. That's, I, th- I mean, that's I think I do. Opinions. I think I do Rutland. Um, it's like logical kind of direct route. More. Rutland, ooh, in, yeah, maybe Industry Tap and, and Triple Point, maybe in a sort of fashion, or swap out Industry Tap for Beer Engine, maybe, I think, those three. I think I think Sheffield's. It's I think it's, choose a, from, some, it's quite a decent yeah. little run, isn't it? That, I think, yeah. And uh, Jamie, who's one of uh, my colleagues, went to the match yesterday, and he went for a beer in Lucca, which is a Danish bar in Sheffield's Chinatown, which <laughs> I right. didn't even know did beer, but in apparently you can get beer the, in there. The bear where the got took off the roof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's quite nearby. Um, but yeah, that was quite an off-the-wall choice for him, but uh, he had a nice time. Brilliant. There's also there's the clubhouse down there as well. That's going to say, it's funny that none of us mentioned yeah. the clubhouse. I've never been in so the that clubhouse. Is, that is a, another bit of a football league. Pub, it's always had quite a lot of cascade on as well, as far as yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I quite like the clubhouse. And there's, where's that pub that we went to with the massive beer? Got the Stansel pub. Oh, What's the, that called? Um, the Albion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That has a really good outside space. Albion's got a bit of a football name as well, isn't it? Like West Yeah, Bond, like yeah. So many yeah. to choose from. Well, there's the one. That, what's the one that's just named after that bloke? Barry's. Barry's bar. Definitely <laughs> right. I'm taking off <laughs> beer house. Don't go to beer house. Go to Barry's bar and just do a video for me because I don't go in. I want to know it's uh, like. I've been in before, and uh, the toilets have that like fluorescent light for like stopping people inject themselves. So that's all you need to know. Mm. I mean, in recent years, if you watch Sheffield United, you probably need to. Probably yeah. But. Uh, Shall we get back yeah. on to talking about this lovely pub that yeah, we're in cool. now? <laughs> you know, let's Sheffield, give Sheffield United a little bit of thing there. And um, um, sure. We've not talked about many beers yet. No, uh, what beer we got? What? Have you, hang on. Yeah, hello, I'm Adam. We, I've got my beer. I've got two beers. I've got my pre pre pod beer, which is a pint of uh, Cask Hinterland, um, Abbeydale Mid Fob St Pale. Really nice beer. Is that the one that's got the bear on it? Or that, am I thinking yeah. of one? Yeah, yeah. Um, super, kind of hazy, but very, very pale. Like a kind of a very, yeah, it's nice. Had it loads of times before. Um, is it kind of core range now? Is it a core range? Or is it kind it's of like a seasonal? Yeah, yeah. I I approve. It's very good beer. What you got, James? Uh, but that does look really hazy to the point. It looks fantastic. It's a it passes the um, hand behind the thing test. The James yeah, test. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a good. Four out of five, that for the uh, for the test, I think. Um, I'm also on an Abbeydale uh, beer. Regular listeners to the podcast will know I've been on a bit of a journey in terms of 
um, well, initially kind of completely cutting out alcohol and then being very selective about when I drink alcohol. Um, and this is actually, I think, the first podcast that we've done this year where I've actually had some actual alcohol, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Serenity. It's a session IPA, 3.8%. So I'm at, I'm at the stage now where I'm 4% and under. And this might be a, a discussion we want to have around... <coughs> I would refer to them as table beers. I think it's a table beer. Um, I'm like, that's cool. I can have one of those. It's not going to do any particular damage. So this is uh, Cascade and Galaxy, described as a session IPA. It's um, It's got a little bit more bitterness than I expected it mm. to have. There's a bit of a bite there, but that for a 3.8% beer, you can't argue with. My dad's a big fan of Serenity. It's one of the ones. That I d- this, is, this is the one that used to be changing the hops, but it's now kind of... it's. Cement in stone into cemented in stone. That's what I'm saying. Cement in it. Cement hops. Cement and hops. That's why it's so cloudy. (laughs) (laughs) Gives it a real murkiness. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's it's, that's what it is now, isn't it? It's no variations. It's good. It's good. And I'm a big fan of these kind of like between three and four percent beers now because you drink two of those. It's not. It doesn't really do anything. Here, but you do get a different flavour profile, mm. obviously, from even a beer with that amount of alcohol in compared yeah. to an alcohol-free Definitely. beer, which sometimes is is really nice. And I would have sat here six months ago and probably like pooed the idea of sub four percent beers as what's the point if it's not ten mm. percent? Don't bother with it. But now, like, really value and appreciate them yeah. and love the breweries that are putting serious effort into making much much lighter in terms of ABV beers but still packing them full of flavor I yeah think that's you're right then great. that one really really hoppy i think that is a good one for under four percent which you get that you feel like you're drinking it you yeah. might get more of them moving forwards as well i would suspect because there's a change to the duty regulations coming in in august where um essentially in a nutshell um breweries will be uh, will pay duty on the amount of alcohol they produce overall and there's a benefit to producing beers at, there's like a, a break oh, right. in the prices at 3.4 percent and below oh, right, okay. so i think we'll probably that's see more breweries moving towards offering um something that's kind of on the lighter abv yeah. side of things um and possibly less in the way of dippers and that kind of thing because it's going to be full yeah. duty on anything you produce that's above 8.5 percent okay which makes those beers incredibly expensive to produce right okay so so that's going to be quite interesting isn't it because yeah. i've noticed even like even supermarkets have some like eight nine yeah. even stronger than that percent stuff in but they don't have much stuff that's like four and under that doesn't seem in in their craft sections mm-hmm. doesn't really seem to be a direction that they're particularly gone in and i do think i think the supermarkets are pretty poor on alcohol free stuff as well um so i think yeah it's, it's yeah it's an interesting move isn't it it'll be good to see mm. what what happens from yeah, definitely. I think it's I all about choice yeah. it's all about having a good range of stuff isn't it yeah. but th- some i think traditionally those lower um, I think um, Waitrose have that 2.8% Northern Monk, whatever that's called. Striding, Striding yeah. or something yeah. like that. They tend to have that in. But I think that's the only one that I've regularly seen in a, Shoff. In a Shoff. supermarket. Shoff. Oh, Shoff Offer. <gasps> oh, can we come back to Shoff Offer <laughs> yeah, in a minute? Say. I want Pineapple now available in cans. Yeah, but I they've also s- just released Watermelon Ooh, and I'm Mint. Seen. Ooh, I did see a tweet by, by Michael today, and I kind of wanted to join him to his challenge for the uh, I think he wants to add some 
spirit to it. Yeah, well, the, Michael that discovered thing. that a gin and original shop is absolutely fantastic. Right, is that so original shop is in the grapefruit, grapefruit one? Yeah, gin and a double gin and a grapefruit shop is absolutely phenomenal for anybody listening that fancies a bit of a beer with cocktail. I find um, it quite funny that we consider original shop to be the grapefruit one, and we forget the fact that. Schofferhofer as a beer is an actual thing, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I've never had just Schofferhofer with no is, fruit addition. It's a wheat beer that you can't get in the UK, but when oh. I was in Germany, I was like, oh, what's this new from, from Schofferhofer? <laughs> but when they say it's, because it's literally a 5% beer, so when they say it's 50% beer, 50% grapefruit juice, it is literally 50% uh, of the original Schofferhofer. Oh, right. Cool. 50% grapefruit juice. Crazy. Um, I had, when I was in Germany, I had um, pomegranate flavour Schoff. And uh, passion fruit. This oh yeah, I've had passion the passion fruit, fruit one. Yeah. They did that in bottles. I haven't seen the pomegranate one. Pomegranate one was quite nice actually. And there was, was the lemon good. one that they did in bottles. I think the problem with them. This is now turning into the Schofferhofer cast, isn't it? Which is has <laughs> happened before. The problem with some of the other ones is they end up being too sweet, and that's what the great thing about grapefruit is. It's got that bitterness, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and so it it maintains the feeling of being kind of slightly beer esque. Rather than just being like a soft drink, with yeah. some booze in, like al- alco pop and some like fruit flavored beer, that the they're very close together, aren't they? So I think that was always the advantage of the original grapefruit is that it's got that bitterness to it. Some of the other ones a bit sweet, but mint will be interesting. Mm. I, I mean, potentially fucking horrible, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> I'm excited to try it. Yes, I found. It, what, um, do we know what Midori is? Because Midori is a melon liqueur, oh, I believe. Go, that makes sense. So. Michael, friend of the pod. It's green. Um, my, ambi- my only ambition this summer is to have a pint of watermelon shoff with a shot of Midori on the top, and absolutely nothing will stop me achieving this goal. So We um, believe in you, Michael. Um, and then... Live your dreams. Lily has said, um, hiya. And he says, two shots? So, we'll see. <laughs> um, I've just realised I didn't even get round to what my beer is because I got distracted. Yeah, no, I didn't ask you, we didn't um, get that far. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so I have got, um, Connor was just explaining to us that they are the only pub outside of Dublin and this brewery's own outlets to stock this beer, which is very exciting. So they get um, a couple of Porterhouse beers over from Dublin. Uh, so Porterhouse is, would you call it a brew pub in Dublin? Yeah, it literally is, yeah. Um, which is Temple Bar kind of te- the, area. The original one is... Temple, but anyone well, that's been will know it's bars. the one that that's kind of like never ending. You just keep going up and up and up and up, and it's got several floors. And bizarrely, they have like bands and musicians that play in like the middle of the stairs. So as you go up and you just look down, and normally you're just looking down stairs going down, and there's just someone playing like in the middle of of that bit in the middle of the staircase. That's very cool. odd. Um, interesting experience. But they've got a few others as well. There's a couple of others now in Dublin and. Um, yeah, um, and I think Connor mentioned New York as well. Yeah, I think London and New York, and maybe somewhere else as, as But other well. than those places, they do quite famously. They do a, and I say quite famously, and I forgot what it is. Um, <laughs> I think I think they were, I think they were the first to do an oyster stout. Ah. I think that was their horrendous concoction, but some people like it. But yeah, other than in actual porterhouse places, um, 
The Dog and Partridge on Trippet Lane in Sheffield is the only place you can purchase uh, yourself a pint of Porterhouse. I think it's called Yippee IPA, <laughs> which I enjoy. It's a 5%. It's uh, very drinkable, um, quite sweet, I would say, but it's very nice. And uh, they had, I think they stout. had a stout yep. on as well. So, so yeah, we've got we've got a good mixture of uh, Sheffield meets Island yeah, on a, on the table in front of us, which is very fitting, really. Yeah, for the public. Wait, I know we've talked many times about locations for um, hot castaway days. Have we discussed Dublin? Oh, oh we're we're going to Dublin. That'd be amazing. Don't know whether or not we can get recording equipment. Yeah, there, I can. I'll take the, the amount of crap I take on a holiday. They can get this stuff across. I'm sure. You can get that. You can get that through. Customs. Yeah, yeah. Take a good look at it. I've just booked. Just, just don't put any drugs in it this time, Adam. You'll be fine. <laughs> I've just booked my first flights since Slice since bread. we went to America in 2019. We have not been abroad since before Complete COVID. Um, but we're going to Amsterdam to Carnival Britannomyces in June, and we're taking a suitcase because we're only allowed to take a t- stupidly tiny bag in the cabin, um, and we'd like to bring some beer back, obviously. Uh, and the suitcase cost. Two thirds the price of a person for the plane. <laughs> Forty quid or something. It was sixty pound return. Wow. It's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, we. Uh, I'm very excited about that. If a little bit apprehensive. I about do. I flying. do have a Dublin confession to make. That I nearly messaged you on the group. Then I thought I'll save it for tonight. So my um, my wife's been in Dublin Monday to last night, and went to Temple Bar, and I thought, oh yeah, Temple Bar, the bar. So I went to Google Map, Google Maps it. Uh, I was yesterday days old, years old when I found out that Temple Bar was an area. <laughs> I just thought Aww. Temple Bar was a bar. Also, it is also a bar as well. There is yeah. the Temple Bar that exists. But I didn't know it was Temple Bar. Oh, bar really Temple Bar. Busy, but yeah, no, it is a yeah. it is an area. If you if you do if you ever find yourself in Dublin because you were saying you've not been before, nope. I think it's somewhere that everyone should go because it's a it's a wonderful city. Um, but if you do like a like a, a walking tour, there's some free walking tours that you can do, and they explain the they, they they always tell you very amusing stories about the city and stuff. But they always explain like the origins of Temple Bar and why it's called Temple Bar and why uh, technically it's the Temple Bar uh, because the bar is the important. Bit. But right. there's, lo- there's lots of amusing stories that come out of um, stuff, including there's a little statue thing that's um, like on the bank of the Liffey. Is it called the Liffey? The, the, river? the river, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's got various different, very rude nicknames, <coughs> this statue that's not liked by um, Dubliners, um, which I can't, I can't tell you what any of them are on the podcast because they're genuinely quite rude, <laughs> but they're very amusing. So, yeah. We have, the, ex- Google do we have, we have the explicit thing on our podcast, don't we? Um, well, we have to do that because we talk about beer, so it's, not, right. it's not very child-friendly kind of to start <laughs> with. If you are under 18 and you're listening to this, please go away. Bugger off. Allowed. Come back in a few years' no, time. No, yeah, absolutely not. I'll um, tell your mum and dad about it and they'll listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my terrible new t- news. Not news, is it? Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> fine yeah. Anyway, what's what's in beer matters this this month, James? What did we find out? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, the uh, the new vocation bar in Sheffield ah, yes. has opened. If you are a craft fan, this will be big news for you. Um, so it's what used to be the old house, uh, which was a pub that seemed to be given like a bit of a makeover every few years. It always seemed to be every time I went in, I was like, it's still the old house, but it feels different. And then 
for a while it went like all vegan food and then it changed again and then it changed again and then it changed again then it went a bit mm. towny for a bit and then it went a bit more trad again anyway it's now vocation and co's latest bar uh so that is uh devonshire street five cascales 22 keg lines um obviously most of them are going to be vocation beers but I do think Vocation, probably one of the most consistent breweries that are around. Every Vocation beer that I've had has been quite reasonably priced and pretty tasty. So um, nice to have them on the map in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah I, pop, I popped my head in on the weekend trying to get just we were with the kids. Uh, there were nowhere to sit, so we ended up not staying. But it looks like they've done a really nice job of it. Very yeah. clean, very... It feels almost like, you know, like when people do the kind of hooger like scandinavian yeah. kind of feel it's like that it's, it's very white there's lots of like low level it's lighting <laughs> um you know tables with fancy hairpin legs all that kind of thing um but yeah i really like it i had um it was one of the vocation and friends beers on cask and i can't remember who the collab was with it was somebody European. Was it with t- t- Tall? Tall, it yeah. was. And it was yeah. a 4.5% Mosaic Pale Ale. No one can ever say that. And it was Tall. one of those beers where I had a half of it and I enjoyed it. And then we were about ready to go home and decided to have a last beer. And I was looking, I was like, mm, I could have this banana cookie dough thingy <laughs> Imperial Stout. Mm, and I was kind of umming and ahhing. And then I was like, you know what? I just want another half of that beer I've just finished. because, And I very rarely do that. Um, but yeah, it was just lovely and had fun artwork as well, which I recommend you look up. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked it in there. I also had some food, which was absolutely fine. Nothing <laughs> amazing, but a burger and some loaded fries and it was filling and good value um, and pretty tasty. Um, yeah, I'd definitely return. Good stuff. Um, we've had the camera AGM in Sheffield this month the last week last weekend yeah it's um, funny because my dad's a just still gone. a camera member and uh, he was saying like kind of 20 years ago where the agm was was a massive deal and he said he would receive letters and everything about come to whichever city it's in this year and uh, he said he didn't even know it was in sheffield which i was quite surprised about but i think for um a lot of the there were plenty of people here the actual agm was held in the octagon um lots of local breweries and venues got involved there was a really nice buzz around the city um it was a nice reason to celebrate sort of real ale in sheffield um for the weekend and yeah we went out a couple of times i also um at work we did some brewery tours for camera members which is something we don't usually do um which were really well received and yeah it was a good thing for the city to be involved in i think yeah i, like, I love the octagon um university of sheffield venue so the foo fighters there oh Have you seen i've the seen motorhead in there do you know which foo fighters was when i saw them there 10 pounds <laughs> 10 pounds <laughs> do you know what you have to see now about 10 million pounds <laughs> i'm not i'm not going to tell you but if you knew how about much i spent on eurovision tickets this week you'd oh you've got tickets low. you find it tickets for both semi-finals and one of the final preview shows okay. not for the final yet but I have spent my budget and some. That's all right. And a bit more. That's fine. Once and, in a lifetime. And 
bit on her tail. You're going to have the best time, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've cancelled all my work meetings. I'm like, I'm just going to go in full Eurovision yep. mode. Um, some more interesting stuff from um, uh, Beer Matters. So the, <laughs> Sheffield, the Sheffield Pub Survey. Um, and uh, they've done their, um, I don't know, like, favourite beers. And, and there's just a few things that have caught favorite, my eye. Isn't their favourite beers? All, um, among, uh, or one of the new entries into the top ten is Titanic Plum Porter, but they've put a B on the end of Plum Porter. So it's Plumb. Plum. Plumb. Plum Porter. Like Thumb? Uh, yes. <laughs> Maybe it's a Thumb, thumb Porter. porter. Changes it's plummy Thumb. Like, um, and the other is that, also in the top ten, apparently this has dropped five places, but it's still in the top ten, is Green King IPA, which is honestly probably the worst beer that I've ever, ever tasted. It's just dreadful. And I don't know how people vote for that but there we go is it, is it, isn't the, it the news is it not f- favourite but it's most the, the most places it's in like the most pop I common know, I'm guessing I, I mean I realise obviously people voted for it so I'm probably oh, the minority in terms of saying it's rubbish I'm also guessing regular Green King IPA drinkers are not listeners to this podcast because I don't think we produce content that they would be very no. interested in um, other interesting news so the White Lion yep. which we were in um, a few months ago holds I? the record I think for being uh, 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 equal um, in terms of appearances on the podcast before at two <laughs> very long winded way of explaining that but I knew it then. Um, it's expected to reopen in May under uh, the same management as the Crown which is just oh, okay. the road Interesting. So it's close at the moment isn't it so that'll be uh, that's exciting um, and also right now as we record this podcast this very moment um, at the Bear on Abbeydale Road they're hosting an event with Balance Brewing and Blending uh, so currently, ticket holders. This is the most boring segment of this podcast. I'm pointless because it's got. Currently, right now, ticket holders have been treated to a few of their fantastic mixed fermentation beers and blended wild uh, wild ales, accompanied by a snack or two, which I think will be uh, ready salted crisps and a Twix. I think they'll be Twi- the snacks oh. that they're accompanying them with. Chocolate and beer, no, thank you. But oh, I, I love it. I love it. A no, white cream egg and a lovely stout. Oh, yeah, it has to be dark. Ooh, I've never had a white cream egg. They're like gold dust. I found... Um, this. I'm going to I'm gonna share this with the masses because I think I bought all the ones that they had left. But the little budgeons at the bottom of London Road, which bizarrely used to be Bed and Nightclub, very all strange right. going in there. I thought that um, was Sainsbury's. Uh, no, it wasn't Sainsbury's oh. for a bit. It's now a, right, okay. it's now a budgeons. They had uh, white cream eggs, but they were still full price at 69p per egg. But I was like, you just can't Two get for a quid? No, no, no. Oh, 69p. Not having that. It. But I bought all the ones that they got less. <laughs> the guy thought I was insane and just turned up with about 20 white cream eggs, so I've stockpiled some. Uh, if anyone wants one, I'll sell them for £1.19. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain. Fair enough. I would throw in that Balance's mixed fermentation beers are fantastic, as uh, as Beermax claims. I don't know if you've had a chance to I try them. I don't think I have. Uh, so. Um, Balance are a Manchester brewery um, that specialise in mixed fermentation beers. Um, their brewers, James and Will, are absolutely fantastic people. They've previously worked, um, they used to work for Cholton, okay. who was our brewers as well, um, and then went separately off to Track and to Squawk um, and have then come back together um, to brew, to, to be Balance. Um, okay. And their beers are absolutely incredible. Um, they do a really nice hedgerow fruit one, and so I can't watch James on the show. I'm holding up a picture of the logo because I just find it slightly oh, it phallic. Looks, it does. A, it is quite phallic. Yeah, it's not just me then. I mean, that would never balance either. If you if you had an object that was uh, that, it would roll over, wouldn't it? 
it's <laughs> it's a circle with two sort of sticks pointing out of it. It looks like either someone giving you the two fingers in a very weird stickman sort of vibe. But yeah, if you put that down, it would it'd just roll over. I can just see penis, all I can see. Yeah. Put it down now. <laughs> Aside from that, the bit is very good. Yeah, the bit is lovely. Yeah. We've actually... Uh, got lovely meatiness to it. Jim, uh, with his funk dungeon work at Abbeydale, has um, done a beer with them, which is in barrel at the moment. Nice. Which is a bretted, uh, English hopped, heritage grain, Manchester bitter. There's a lot there. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be good. I don't know when it'll be released. Um, but yeah, that's in barrel at the moment. And uh, yeah, really nice guys. Really great beer. Uh, recommend. Brill. Um, I, I have news. Go for it. Not very interesting news. Um, Is it more I interesting than the, the, the news about no, probably the not. event that's probably happening not, now and then it's pointless to anybody else? Um, I, for the first time, have subscribed to a brewery's subscription Ooh. box. I'm getting a monthly delivery from a brewery. Big drop? It's not big drop. Ooh. Fierce. It's not oh. fierce. Oh. I've had a bit of a love affair with fierce over the last month, though. Um, oh, it was quite... Good karma? Is it an alcohol-free brewery? It is an alcohol-free brewery. I don't know any other ones. Mash Gang. Mash Gang, yeah. Ah. Who technically are probably not entirely alcohol-free because they do do quite a few, um, like, one point whatever, two point whatever, but I don't yeah, think they've done anything much stronger than, than 3%. Um, yeah, I subscribe to theirs because I really like Mash Gang, and this is a ridiculous thing to say. About half their beers that I've had have been terrible, awful, and about half of them have been really good. But I just quite like the fact that they're doing stuff and they're trying stuff and they're making the alcohol-free industry a bit more interesting. Have you, yeah. have you broke something there, no. Adam? No, just, I was trying to change the microphone, but it's fine. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Leave Car- him a chance carry for one on. episode and what happens. So, um, it yeah, very loud. that's interesting. Um, and um, I had my first delivery this week and it was like Christmas. All my beers came. So, so what do you get? Like 12, 6? Yeah, 12, yeah. Um, and so they've done, it's a collab with someone, but I can't remember who. They've done one of the beers for Hop City in Manchester, ah. which is a 0.5% really hazy, alcohol-free, um, like IPA-style beer. Um, and there was two of those in. I've not had them yet. I'm technically on holiday as of now, actually, so I'm going to have one when I get home. Uh, while I continue working because I can't go on holiday until I get the rest of my work done. Um, but, um, yeah, it was really good. That There's quite a few like alcohol-free subscriptions. Did we, did we have the, someone yeah, on the... The AF... Yeah, the... AF did we have Robbie Club, on the podcast? I yeah. yeah, I thought we did. I thought we did. It was one of the lockdown episodes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even as like... I think obviously since you've been drinking less, I know some other people who drink, who do drink beer have subscribe to it and then I think oh actually it does look quite interesting because you do get that yeah, slightly, yeah. Uh, slightly off the off the beaten path kind of thing don't you like a just an interesting story. space at the moment yeah. and I know we talked about it a little bit last time I don't want to hog up the entire podcast no, talking about um, alcohol free beers but um, there is some interesting stuff going on but um, yeah that's been my big beer news is is my first ever subscription box. apart from twice well, about eight times actually I've subscribed to Beer 52 just to get a free one and then cancel it or try and cancel it when they argue with you on the phone but you know that's different that was years ago. Better yeah, person. we've all done that. Yeah. I don't like that you have to ring them up. No. 
cut. I don't know. They anyway. just give you that annoying noise where they're like, they know what you've done. Yeah, yeah. They want you to know that they know what you've done. They want you to feel bad for what you've done. I bet Sean's <laughs> never done it. So, yeah, um, when was the last time you guys came to this pub? Because me and Laura were saying, like, because it's kind of, it's slightly not out of the way, but it's not really on you, you on the scale, like, strict track of beer routes, I, I suppose. I came last year when Shovel Camera Beer Festival was on. Yeah. Because I think they had a little mini one on in here around the same ah, time. Yeah. So I came then, and I went to Commune, and then I came here. Um but yeah, I definitely think I should come here more I often. Popped I really in like it. Possibly, maybe a month or so ago, and nearly left my work bag with my laptop in it. In fact, I left and came back very quickly. <laughs> I've, I've done that before as well. <laughs> but yeah, um, so like, yeah, I think one of the, the profiles been raised a bit in the last sort of six months to a year because the it's become a, a free house basically, um, which it wasn't before. Um, so yes, yeah, so you will get your kind of like your local beers as as well as a couple pint of Guinness, and then you you sort of like the Irish beers that we've talked about before. And you're right, this beer is it's really really good. It looks quite. It's, Which it's is awesome, isn't it? Because yeah, like generally, when, I, would, I wouldn't. When, when I wouldn't describe have yourself as an Irish pub, and you kind of think, what does that actually mean? Because like, does that mean it has live music and it sells Guinness? Because that doesn't really make it Irish. So what it, what it, what defines an Irish? But I mean, you just—it you know, has to have some crack, doesn't it? But it's like, well, what does that even mean? Hmm. So I think the fact that they're actually bringing Irish beers over from Ireland—that's like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, that that makes you an Irish pub. Then that is that's hmm. that's authentic. Yeah, we used to come in quite a bit actually when when the grapes when the used to in the grapes, which is like next door, well, next door one, but it's like kind of down the road. But when we say they've got live music on, it's very much kind of. Everyone, someone brings a guitar and is singing around a table. It's not necessarily like they've got a turn on, yes. um, but that, yeah, that's a, <laughs> not, they're not turned on. Turn. <laughs> they've got a turn on in the pub tonight, don't But I've always Just kind of like, it's when, it's, yeah, it's, I, when I've never really kind of got involved. It feels like when things that you obviously you're part of and you know that it's going to be a night where someone's going to happens in the waft tap. Sean's uh, local, but people just you know bring their own instruments to just sing like classic folk songs or they'll just have you know like a bit of like a an open mic around a table and i think it's really nice that's that very communal and it's very cozy and i think uh kind of was saying it's coming towards the end of their peak kind of time they're very much of a winter pub um yeah. not really having the outside space um but yeah it's got that very i think the other thing about the irish pub is i've not been to ireland but i kind of think of that more like tr- proper traditional pub very like not oldie worldy yeah. but like no, dark wood and you know I think friendliness is friendly, communal and that, yeah. pub as well because I would think I, I will always think if I'm in a city that I don't know somewhere else in the world like if there's an Irish pub you're like well at least you're kind of guaranteed a bit of a warm friendly welcome in there you're going to feel kind of safe and comfortable if you're in a city where you feel a bit lost or whatever so I think that's an important um, part of being Irish just while we're on friendly pubs where you're welcomed by the community. I went in a pub a couple of weekends ago that I've never been in before in Sheffield. Was it Barry's? Nope. <laughs> so, a, I, I, I'm, I'm going to set the don't, scene. Yeah. Don't tell us, though. I'm right, so... Uh, the first thing to note is that I had to run a 10k race on the Sunday. 
Um, but our friends James and Colleen, who run Duck Chicken Cider, which is amazing, uh, in London, were coming up to Sheffield to deliver some cider round and about, and they were doing a little pop-up tasting at Hop Hideout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were like, that was at half past three or something like that, and then they were going to go to St. Mars of the Desert, which shuts at eight. So I was like, that's lovely. We can go to have cider tasting. We can go to St. Mars. We can go home, have an early night, and I can do my run in the morning, and it'll be it'll, it'll be great didn't happen did it it did not so what did happen is uh, those things did happen but uh there were other things involved as well so we left our house quite early and we went to uh the new have we mentioned grizzly grains is now open as a tap room no but i did recently listen to uh the hop forward podcast mm. where it, uh, that was there yeah. and it sounds very good sounds like it sausage yeah. rolls Yep, I had a sausage roll. I also had a half of the bitter, which was delicious. And then I had a pint of the Grizzly Grains Mild, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, sorry, I'm just going to segue off to talk about Grizzly Grains for a minute. Go for so, it, because I've got something to bring yeah. up. Right <laughs> so Sam, who is the brewer for Grizzly Grains, uh, is absolutely lovely guy. He's opening up the brewery currently on match days. Um, so I'm not sure what will be happening when the season finishes, but keep an eye um, open for uh, their opening hours. Uh, they're sort of like off Queen's Road, like in, there's the yeah. pure gym on the corner and they're kind of like behind there. Just, that's that's just off the ring road. Uh, Bramall Lane, yeah, uh, yeah. Then, isn't it? Um, and yeah, so he popped in and his beers were absolutely great. Um, he was saying the mild in particular, which I really enjoyed. He party guiles with um, either his Imperial Stout or an Export Porter. So it's got massive malt body. Absolutely lovely. So I had two beers there and a Piper's sausage roll. Uh, and then we went to Hot Hideout and had our cider tasting. And then we went to St. Mars of the Desert and stayed there until 8 o'clock and drank quite a lot of beer and had a lovely time. Yeah. And then we were like, so we were all quite hungry. And we were like, well, where can we go for something to eat? Well, it's like 8 o'clock now. By the time we get into town, most places are going to go. but going to be closed. So like, I know where we can go. You're in Sheffield. Have you seen the film Four Lions? And they were like, yeah, I like Four Lions. So we took them to Kebabish. <laughs> and we had a sit-down kebab. Nice. And then they went, where can we go for a drink around here? Harlequin. No. Oh, the big ba- big, the big barrel, big gun. We went to the big gun. Big gun. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Didn't realize people really did so, that. So the big gun is an experience. Um, we had a lovely time. Everyone was very friendly. We got there at like nine o'clock. There was karaoke going on. It was so, there was so much camaraderie in there, and like it was obvious that we'd never been there before. And everyone was like, "Hello, are you going to have a go at the karaoke? What do you want to drink?" It was cash only, which was an issue was. because none of us really had any. <laughs> but we pulled our pocket change and managed to purchase with a eleven pounds water. and fifty-five pence three and a half pints nice. of stones. Oh, was it all right? Yeah, was it, we all was really it enjoyed electric? it. <laughs> we really enjoyed it. Um, we did not have a go on the karaoke. Jim befriended a man who was wearing shades indoors, who came over and was he blind? No, <laughs> came over to tap him on the shoulder to tell him a rude joke. Oh, was it? Was it? Was it? Right side of. Um, Do you want me to tell you the rude joke? If it, if it, yeah, yeah, yeah. so if it's um, this, this above board, friendly. <laughs> I put him probably 
60s man. Go. But you're very friendly, came over, tapped him on the shoulder and said, what's the difference between a dick and a sausage roll? <laughs> Jim was just like, um, you know, come with me on a picnic tomorrow and I'll show you. Oh. So Jim made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so we drank our steps and then went to the Kalamala tablet. Is that even a joke or is it just I don't weird? really know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I would overall really recommend The Big Gun. I enjoyed it. It reminds me of those pubs. I think pubs you have to be in the right mood to go. I remember those pubs like, like Britain's roughest pubs, volume five. It used to be on like channel five or something. And they used to have that one that I think he was underneath like Park Hill Flats or something. And he was run by this guy who had like one arm and they were always like, yeah... It's always someone getting shot and all that stuff. Oh, I always imagine it being like. No, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel rough. It it felt like like everyone was there, just knew each other, and like all of because it was we were bringing the average age down fairly substantially. I'm trying to think where is, they live. Like it, it's not. No know, one like, lives in the Wicker. It was an early-ish Saturday night, but you know all the all the ladies that were there were in very nice blouses. You know, really? people had like made an effort to go out and do the karaoke at the big one. Fair enough. So, yeah, it Norfolk, was... Is um, it Norfolk Arms next? Or not Norfolk? What's the one that's somewhere... Not Norfolk. It's down near, like, Ponds Forge on a corner down there somewhere. Hen and Chickens, maybe. Maybe we should do Hen and Chickens. <laughs> I've never been in there. I, th- I, I zoned out for a little bit there. I just came around and you were just going, like, the head of chickens. Hen and, hen and chickens. Hen and chickens. It's kind of... Uh, used to be down a little, like, road across from Commune, n- mm, down I the side of where the Ethiopian place is, across the road. Yeah. Uh, but, mm. yeah. That was cool. that was my little Sheffield adventure. Amazing. A couple of um, ago. I feel like I had something to say, but then I just got so distracted by your big, big gun. Uh, was it about grizzly grains? Oh, it was about grizzly grains. Thank you for bringing that back. I I don't know if I brought this pub up, but I've been a couple of times, and both times I've had a very nice time. Apart from this time, um, it was when we went three one down to um, Bolt, uh, Burton uh, last week, and it's the beekeeper at Hillsborough. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's the pangolins uh, oh, neighbour. Right, the one is it across the road? Yeah, it's tiny, but it's dead nice. I've been in. Um, I really like it. Have that. you been there? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really nice. Um, in fact, we should add to that as well. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. I'm interrupting. And it was on the back of the uh, listening to. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to see Nick on Monday. Hello, Nick. If you're listening, we'll find out if he's listening. Nick, are you listening to this podcast? Tell me on Monday if you are. Um, yeah, um, I, I picked up the Hot Pod podcast and I listened to the last couple of episodes and one was Grizzly Grains and they had a Grizzly Grains beer on and it was I th- th- Feel Alive. A Theolized thealized Pale? What's that word mean? What? It's something to do with the hops, but I don't really know. What that actually means. So I I think the files are the the flavour compounds in a I think it makes things taste fruity, apparently. Whatever it is. But I was joking with a guy there going, like, what the hell's that? He's like, I don't know. And I was drinking it going, "Mm, it tastes kind of feelized. It was like someone's feelized this. Uh, Yeah, it was a terrible joke. And I was feeling depressed because we were losing the football um, but yeah really nice little bar if you're not being it's kind of a cross from Pangolin make make it a two pub stop and go to go to Hillsborough um, well in the beer house where we recorded yes. they've had their license granted 
Now. Yes, and then, that's what I was just going to say. It yeah. should be um, four to five weeks if everything goes to plan. Wow. Goes to plan according to their um, Facebook post. Although, um, jo- I'm assuming it's John that's written this. He's put, uh, should be four slash five weeks if all goes to plan, brackets, it rarely does. Oh, I, I, I kind of assume when people start developing a building that they've already had that granted, but I did notice a post today where they said, like, where we were months ago and where we are now, and it does look like they've kind of done a bit of rendering and there's a, a proper little... It looks like this make it actually taking a bit of shape because you can't even look in because they've got the big shutters that are pulled down. So, you, um, but yeah, it's, it's the gentrification of Hillsborough, which is always going to be a thing, and I think, like, it is not just the pubs, but, like, I went to Orange Bird next door, to, which is... A, like a South African restaurant should go if you're not being it is amazing really nice we went not last Christmas the Christmas before for like a set meal kind of three course Christmassy thing and it was absolutely great and they do did you have that bread that there's the like slightly sweet brioche kind of roll that they're famous for that you have at the beginning is it a dessert the dessert no it's a it's like a a before you eat anything maybe I didn't because I've probably been a bit careful at the time oh yeah well that it's like a little milk rolly kind of thing. I think we but did have it. It but came I think. with, um, and it might have just been because it was Christmas, but it came on a plate with a candle, but the candle was like dripping, like meat dripping. Oh. So as the candle <laughs> melted, you dipped you, you dipped mad. your bread in the candle melt and That's ate cool. it. Oh, it was so good. That makes it sound really pretentious, sure but I felt it was everything yeah. but pretentious. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. no, yeah. It's really homely and, but still quite quite upmarket food yeah, but in a really really comfortable nice. environment yeah. yeah and i think you can bring beers from pangolin mm. you can take it around you can have their drinks but if you want a, something from pangolin get yourself next door bring it around does part that the, mean part of I don't the know the that. does that mean you could just take anything with you so if you allow them from one outside place, you've got to allow like just I've got these in my so. fridge at home. Maybe, maybe so. it's maybe it's like a kind of a because nowhere really does that thing now. It's like corkage. It is nice to like encourage people to try other like like can can anybody remember Kashmir the curry house on uh, Ooh, Spittle yeah. Hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you used to be able to get a pitcher from the East House across the road and carry it across like run across the road with a jug full of beer to have a your curry. I think that's quite a common thing, isn't it? Oh, Especially if, if you there. used to be. Neither at the pub and the curry house are no longer there. No. Sad times. Yeah. A lot of places that used to do corkage, for whatever reason, seems to be struggling. Seems to have vanished. It's, uh, presumably, it's not a great business model um, because no one does not, it anymore. It? And the One places place that, that did, like the Moroccan on Sharavale Road, that used to do corkage thing, which was great because there was a off-license just across the road so if you run out you just be like I'm just going to go buy some more beer we, the Bear yep. have a little relationship with uh, the Persian restaurant across the road from them which is called Kashkai oh yeah uh, where I went to eat the, the other week orange it's lovely. yeah it's yellow it's yellow. like the oh, yellowest yeah. of did yellow we buildings about the yellow? we did when we did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. how yellow um, it is but yeah we ate there the other week and it was delicious and you can take beer across from the Bear there as well just on that subject go, go. In, in Bear related news um I feel like we've talked about the bear a few times already, actually, on this episode. I don't know. We've it's it's come up, yeah. That's come up quite a few times. Um, so we, I think we knew about this, but I don't think we've talked about it. It got, the it got mentioned, but it was like minimal detail, I think. All right, cool. Yeah. So um, the the bear, which is effectively Matt, isn't it? Um, and uh, Mike from the Cider Hole, who we visited in maybe... F- was it end oh, of last year? I can't remember. He's in the last sort of six months. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, if 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 you're on your podcast app now, if you scroll back, you'll find the episode that we did at the um, at the cider hole. Uh, I wonder if it was January that, but I can't remember. Um, but um, so they've got together to work on a new venture, which is in Orchard Square in um, Sheffield. Uh, which for anyone who is of a any kind of you know age like we are will know it as shoe what used to be shoe uh, which is right next to I think it's the subway, subway there and tk max and stuff but it's like in that in that corner uh which is um i would imagine you know a relatively big unit yeah, compared to size. their two respective current bars the bear obviously is very modest in size the cider hole was like tiny wasn't it that's yep. why it's called the cider hole because it, it literally is a hole um not literally as a whole but you know <laughs> Bad use of the word, literally. Um, so um, that's now official. <laughs> They're working on that at the moment, which is um, which is exciting. Yeah, it is. I and think uh, the cider hall is going to close to move there, but right. the bear is staying so open. Like, I believe. Yeah. Bear two so. slash yeah. cider yeah. hall. Yeah, and yeah, it's going to be called the old shoe bar. So to plug um, plug Nick Lauren. Really? Are you yeah. that up? No, I I was <laughs> part of the crew to call it Apples and Bears, but um, oh, no, it's going to be called the Old Shoe. How bar. how the hell is it not called Apples and Bears? Well, I, I believe bears. that's <coughs> uh, Mike's <laughs> choice. Mm. But, um, not, I don't mind plugging Nick's podcast again because he's not a rival. He's a he's a complimentary uh, uh, ally. Um, but he, he uh, that was one of the recent podcasts with uh, with Mike and that was more recent than ours so it does cover a bit more detail about what's kind of going off with moving to the city center um so yeah that should be really cool because it's it's i mean there's a couple of little things in there there's kind of a little mini food hall bit in there but it's kind of a we nice space isn't it in a pod, we, did. We? we did we did sheffield plate yeah we did yeah. Where we're, where we're i don't think we have particularly high expectations it was it was quite disappointing from a beer point of view yeah but i was. think they have think there is a second bar that wasn't open when we were mm. there but it was really limited in terms there's that of kind of mezzanine choices. as well there at orchard square now aren't they like kind of like that out yeah which you kind of don't think about being there yeah, but they've only just started kind of utilizing it a bit more, promoting yeah. that because all this stuff's kind of overtaken as you look at commune and stuff like yeah. that now which is like combination of like shops and stuff like that and all the stuff that's happening on the floors above um and yeah orchard square's kind of got a little bit yeah. kind of forgotten so um I mean, you know, generally speaking, Sheffield City Centre, and I'm talking about like literally like Fargate and stuff like that, past a certain time of night is just a waste of time, isn't it? It's pointless. Anything that's going to get people using that as a proper space past half six, seven o'clock in the evening has to be good because I think it's quite shameful that the literal centre of Sheffield past a certain point of the night is not quite no go no. but there's no reason to be there you would you would no. go out of your way to not be there to be to be fair though think about that location and if you were cutting through the city you're going to cut probably going to cut through there aren't you you're going to come from probably like station or like rutland or anywhere around there and you're going to cut up past the side of the millennium galleries past the uh crucible across the top of Fargate yeah. to maybe to get down to Kellam island or to cut up back up to division street or whatever so, like to be honest, that it is quite a, a good, good location as a bit of like a join the dots kind of bar. Really, um, it just feels like that. I think in your head you think, oh, that bit closes at some point because there's that little kind of thoroughfare walk through where the 
where the Virgin Bank bit is, isn't there? Yeah. And you always kind of feel like that kind of closes down. But I used to, I used to like going to the what used to be called the Hog's Head, which is museum. I think it's probably gambling on a good pint in there now. But like that did used to be a quite a decent little pub. And then you, you got you got Leopold Square across the road if you want some food, I suppose. So if you're going to be anywhere in that really, it's pretty much bang in the middle of Sheffield City Centre, and I suppose in a way. You are going to cut through that bit if you are in a bit of a pub crawl, I suppose. So. What the bit you did mention there is there's also that karaoke bar as well. That's, that's <laughs> oh God! Just down that little like <laughs> snicket that used to be the William Hill thing. Which yeah, is, we've, obviously we mentioned that we've talked about Barry's bar, and I feel potentially bad. It might, Barry's might be a brilliant bar. Thinking for this year's Christmas crawl, we should do the alternative Christmas crawl and go to like really bad places. So the karaoke bar. I feel like that's Barry's. got somebody's name though. I feel like that's. Kind of named yeah. after a. It has, it it has a lot Woody's. of Woody's. Yeah, it's <laughs> Woody's. Barry's. Nothing good's ever been called Woody's, has it? Um, it's got like a lot of Union Jack flags hanging from it and and stuff like that, which I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with. But it's usually the sign of a fairly crap place that's uh, flying flying its flags outside. Yeah. They won't do it here, would they? You won't get a Union Jack flag. No, you outside. get an Irish flag, which is fine. <laughs> It's the connotations of flags, isn't flag. it? Um, I feel like we've got a lot of beer chatting this month compared we've to what we been, yeah, usually we've, do. Yeah, we've, we've smashed out just under an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you had a chore into that, we'd, we'd, we'd be clocking up an hour and a half nearly. And a guest, wow. What we should do now, right, is a test to see whether or not Sean listens to this. Sean So we should listen. drop something in at the end of the podcast whereby we have like we have a group ongoing group message so sean if you uh, listen as far as as this point in the podcast just send the word rabbit into our group <laughs> chat that's all you need to do and people that know sean because i know a lot of you go into sean's shop don't tell him right it's a bit of a test to see whether or not because he'll tell us that he's listened we'll know whether or not he's lying that's it, yeah what, what's his prize if he if he went do we, do we all buy him a, a a bottle of beer or a pint can't remember pint because he always drives so We'll, we'll, we'll all get him a panda pop. We'll give him a we'll give him a nice we'll beer. Pop. If we'll we'll, we'll, we'll a club into a rabbit. nice beer from his own shop. So basically, I don't know how that even works. It's just yeah, a bit from a rival. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll buy him a beer from Hop Hideout and yeah, Rabbit. Technically, my work local now. Hop Hideout. Oh, of course, yeah. Literally above it, top floor, mm. well, first floor. Yeah. Great. I think that probably wraps it up. Really, we snuck it in under an hour, which is great. It's probably ideal. To, what is the what is the uh, as, as a podcast expert, James? In the what's the optimum time for a podcast? What's what do we say these days? Yeah, I mean, obviously we break all the rules. Yeah. Uh, so it's you nowhere against, near an you hour. Against, so you go against all your advice. It's probably between twenty-five and forty minutes. So, so we're way over that. Unless you. You're really invested in the podcast, and you're going, "Yes, I've done an hour one, brilliant, Good. thanks, guys." That'll uh, get me there and, and back from work. Um, Brill, um again, I we, we kind of planned this year out for where we were going to stay, where we were going to go, and it's in <laughs> and our calendars. It all I've went horribly wrong. Um, so God knows where we are in May, um, but yeah, it's nice to go somewhere new. I don't really have anything. I would definitely recommend coming to the Dog and Partridge. Yes, definitely. It's a, it is a bit of a staple. Live from Eurovision. Oh God, swinging my pants around my head. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We'll keep an eye out. For, everyone keep yeah. an eye out. Do you, do you know, do, have you got an on, outfit? On the, uh, <laughs> so anyone that watches the semi-finals, the first semi-final, which is the Tuesday, I am in the standing bit. So oh, I'll cool. be down the front, probably with a Sweden flag, because they're my hot tip for this year. Okay. Um... So and then for the other ones, I'm up in the I'm up in the stand. Oh, you got an outfit to look out for anything extravagant? I just I haven't really thought too much about that as of yet. Um, I have spent quite a bit on the tickets, so I'm probably not going to be investing in an Sheffield Hopcast T-shirt. I'll probably just go naked because uh, that's <laughs> the cheapest option. Okay. So you probably spot me, Brill. So yeah, uh, we'll see you next month. And if you need some extra ti- extra James action, watch Eurovision. Yep, on Tuesday the top tip. Something. Tuesday the 9th, I think. There you go. And we'll see you next month. See you. Bye bye.